Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Festivals, Chapter 13, Shavuos, Section 9, What to Study. There are two customs regarding what material to study on Shavuos night, both of which are perfectly fine. The first custom is the one established by the Kabbalists, and it's called Tikkun Leil Shavuot. According to this custom, one recites the first three and last three verses of every Parsha in the Torah. Sections particularly relevant to the festival, such as those that describe Matan Torah and the Ten Commandments, are recited in their entirety. After the Torah verses, the first and last three verses of each book of the prophets and of the writings are recited. Afterward, the first and last Mishnah of every tractate is recited, though some do not recite the Mishnah part. Afterward, all 613 mitzvot are enumerated, followed by Midrashim about the giving of the Torah. This is followed by Idra Rabbah and other passages from the Zohar. In addition to those who always follow Kabbalistic customs, other communities have also adopted this routine, and it was the custom of the Vilna Gon, the Chasm Sofer, and Revelyahu David Rabinowitz Taomim, also known as the Adderet. Some maintain that this order of study should be done with a minion. See the Shla and the Chida. The second custom, however, is that each person should simply learn whatever he wants. As the sages state in the Gemara in Avodah quote, a person best learns the area of Torah that his heart desires. For this reason, many yeshiva students study Gemara, as that's what they study during most of their time. Others choose to study texts related to the value of Torah or the sanctity of the day. It is told about the author of the Trumas Hadeshen, Rav Yisrael Israelin, who lived about 600 years ago, that he would study the Smak, the Sefer Mitzvah Sakatan, and he would sometimes study Rambam's laws of Talmud Torah. Some prefer to study a different book about the 613 mitzvot, namely the Rambam's Sefer HaMitzvot. Our master, Rav Kook, would give a lengthy class on Shavuos night based on Rambam's Sefer HaMitzvot. Still others choose to study topics of interest to them so that they will find it easier to concentrate despite their exhaustion. To summarize, there are two main customs for what to study on Shavuos night. Number one, the Tikkun Leil Shavuot, a specific order of texts that is a kind of micro-completion and micro-sample of every Parsha every book in the prophets and writings, and for some, every tractate of Mishnah, and which also includes a number of Midrashic and Kabbalistic Kabbalistic readings. Option number two, learn whatever you want with no set text. Some who choose this option try to focus on works related to the holiday or to the value of Torah study or to the 613 mitzvot, but others choose any topic or work that suits them. Two interesting points from the footnotes. First, the Ben Ishchai was of the view that women should not participate in all-night learning. The Pnei Halacha, however, rejects this position. Interestingly, he offers arguments to support his rejection, but does not cite an explicit precedent, 
Rather, the Panini Halacha stands on his own ground to reject this surprising view of the Ben Ishchai. Second, the discourse around whether or not to include Mishnah in the Tikkun Leil Shavuot is fascinating. Those who are opposed quote Kabbalistic frameworks which place the Mishnah as in some sense lower than both the written Torah and mystical Torah. For example, they describe how there is a bride on Shavuos night who must be decorated, but that the Mishnah is merely a handmaid of the bride and should not be the focus of our attention. Wow. Those who support Mishnah study report that Rav Yosef Cairo, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, experienced a direct mystical revelation in which a heavenly voice communicated with him while he was learning Mishnah on Shavuos night. So who knows, maybe you should study Mishnah on Shavuos night as well. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.